This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the newest edition in the Compliance Podcast Network, my latest podcast, Compliance and Coronavirus. As the voice of compliance, I wanted to start a podcast which will help bring both clarity and sanity to the field of compliance, the compliance practitioner, and indeed the compliance profession during this worldwide health and healthcare crisis taking up a variety of topics as diverse as working from home to sporting events, to the role of the board of directors, to crisis management, to the role of supply chains. We will look at all of these in this podcast. If you have a topic you'd like covered on compliance and coronavirus, please let me know. I'd be happy to do a podcast on it. In this episode, I visit with Marianne Fairmouth. Marianne is an executive recruiter and professional recruiter in the energy industry. She talks about the steps you can take if you find yourself economically dislocated and how you can use this opportunity to assess not only where you are professionally, but where you may want to go professionally. It's a fascinating episode for those facing economic dislocation. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today I have with me Marianne Fairmouth. And Marianne has been a long time and long term recruiter in the city of Houston. And she has uh, seen lots of economic ups and downs, but probably not an economic dislocation, which the city of Houston is now in. So I thought she would be a great person to come on the podcast and talk about. What are your options now? What can you do? How can you think about your future in a time that, at least in the city of Houston, things are could be looking pretty bleak in the energy space? So, Marianne, with that incredibly depressing introduction, uh, first of all, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Well, thank you for having me on your show. It's always a pleasure to visit with you, Tom. Yeah, one of the things that has struck me about your story is that uh, I don't want to say that you followed your heart, um, but you've certainly followed your passion and your passion in helping people, your passion in working with people, your passion in helping people understand a little bit what their passions might be. So how do all of those great strengths that you have used in business, uh, I won't say how long, but let's just say over 25 years, uh, can really come into play now and in perhaps ways people are not thinking about? I think that in some ways um, I have had the uh, good fortune of having a lot of disaster in my life. Now that sounds crazy. It's kind of an anomaly. But what I mean by that is sometimes when, when, things, when things really fall apart, it's a chance for you to build them back together again in a more um, uh, productive way. And, um, um, uh, you know, I I don't think all the time failure or loss or destruction is all that bad. Um, I think if we can learn our lessons from it and, uh, and really seek, um, you know, an inner, inner, inner search or do a self inventory of, of what we can do with, um, with, with skills and abilities, I think sometimes um, um, those, you know, those, those tough times can turn out to be the best of times. And that's what's happened to me. I have always had a, 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 a determination or a, a knack for, for, for helping people and, and, and using my skills to, to make a contribution. And um, 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 I, I think um, I had a wonderful dad. Um, that believe that, you know, um, you, he told me one time, he said, you know, you can achieve anything you want to achieve if you work hard enough and you have integrity. 
And uh, I, I believe that. And, and, and that's what I've done my whole life. But I think right now, Tom, we're in a, we're in a situation where many people are, are concerned of, uh, and, and full of fear as far as where they're going to go from here. And I think what we need to do now is to, to not look at as an ending, but as a beginning and to look at our skills as far as what they are to how are we going to transfer them into something else. And I think um, if we, if we, it's all about mindset right now. I think we have to start with mindset. If we keep our mindset positive and believe that we will get through this and come out on the other end uh, better, I think we will. But I think if we, if we wallow in self pity and, Oh my God, what am I going to do? That's when, that's when fear really takes over. So um, I think my passion has been, as I said, to help people, but also to, to be more of a holistic recruiter, to analyze who are you, where are you right now? What, what is the skill set we have? What's in this toolbox? And what are we going to do to make it marketable in today's times? Marian, in, in part of the, your story I've, that you have shared with me on another podcast, you've talked about how people with uh, certain skill sets, certain degrees, or professional degrees, uh, who wanted to go in a completely different direction, they really didn't know how to approach that. And you actually helped them to think through a process and a path to do so. Can that same skill, the Fairmouth method that I've heard you talk about, be utilized in this time of economic dislocation to help someone uh, really assess their strengths? Absolutely. Um, it's a five-step uh, of, of method. I do have a trademark on, on Fairmouth method, and uh, it's a five-step method that's very methodical to help you really uh, get in alignment with, uh, with who you are, where you want to go, how we're going to get there, what are the challenges involved in doing that, um, you know, um, making a difference and, uh, and going after it and uh, taking the time to do it right in the meanwhile. So, yes, the five-step method that I have, uh, I have developed, I think, is really of paramount importance right now. It's in my book, Fairmouth and Company. I mean, Fairmouth and Company, <laughs> Revolutionary Recruiting. Uh, my company is Fairmouth and Company. Um, on my website, fairmouth.com, you can find it. But yes, I think that five-step method is really going to be utilized right now because I think that if we have a method in, or a, a process to go through, as you mentioned, Tom, to get to where we want to go, it's always easier to do it, I believe. Really are one of the the... I'm not quite sure how to phrase this. I don't want to say forward-thinking people, but it's it's you're one of the most positive people. I guess that would be the right phrase uh, at this point in time. We are both in Houston, Texas. We're both at the center of of this economic downturn, and yet you're telling people uh, think of this as the beginning. Think of this as an opportunity uh, to um, move in perhaps a different direction, perhaps reassess where you are, uh, perhaps uh, do something that uh, you had not considered. Is what, what really gives you the strength or what in your past allows you to, to take something like this and, and look at it as an opportunity? Because I think in my, in my, uh, in my research, in my investigation of, 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 of people that have really made a difference. Um, for example, uh, William Shakespeare, okay? William Shakespeare wrote his best, one of his best plays, King Lear, during a pandemic. Isaac Newton, uh, he, you know, the relative, theory of relativity. Um, a, lot of, a lot of very famous people have, have made a major contribution to society when things were really not very good. And, and also, I think... Um, no, I think I have a, um, 
a multi-dimensional kind of an attitude um, about life and about work that it's, you know, I think these days and times it's, it's all interrelated. I mean, years ago, you know, you know, uh, work was here and your life was here and your family was over there. And I think now I think the millennials have something, you know, that we can learn from. And, and that is that they look at, you know, work-life balance. They look at, you know, quality of life. They look at, um, you know, flex time and being with the family. I think this pandemic is might have, might have, might have made us realize or put things in priority as far as what's really important. Because I think it, I read something the other day, Tom, at the end of the, at the end of our lives, you know, when they're giving us our last rights or if you, you know, they don't do that, whatever, you're about to take your last breath. I think the things that are going to be most important are going to be those things that are about relationships. And I think that these times might force us to focus on that um, more so than when everything's going great. Um, so, so, um, I, you know, I, I certainly am a, a very uh, business oriented person and I'm not a la la land person at all, but I think that um, I come up with the ideas that I do uh, because of, of, of what others that have made a major contribution have, have, have done during these times and how their contribution has made a difference. Marianne, how does someone begin a process of self-assessment, or do you really advocate that they work with someone to uh, – it's hard to look at yourself sometimes. It's hard to be very brutally honest with yourself. So is is having a facilitator, is having a coach, is having a, a mentor, or is having a, you know, a professional recruiter something that you would really advocate that someone would use in this time space? I do. I do. I think that, you know, you can start with things that are close to you. Like if you, you know, um, if, if you, if you, if you think about therapy, uh, you know, some people have a, a negative feeling about that. I think sometimes, you know, a therapist or therapy uh, or career coach, or even, you know, if you, if you, you have a religious denomination and you have a church, a, a, a priest or a pastor, I think, I think in these times we do need a mentor. We do need some support. I think it's, it's a good thing. I think it's self-inventory is painful. It's scary. Sometimes we don't want to do it, but I think that it's a better, it's a better step to take than not, because I think if we take that step, sometimes we can avoid a lot of painful mistakes if we have a mentor there that can help us on our journey. And, um, um, you know, I, I mentioned to you this before. I, I think I was very, very lucky growing up in a small town with my grandparents living next door. My grandmother was a strong, strong person, and uh, I learned a lot of wonderful things from her. And uh, I, I'm grateful to that because my parents worked all the time. So she was like my mentor. And, and I think these days, you know, um, there's certainly nothing wrong with, with, with seeking out a mentor. I think that's a very, very good thing to do. You before we started the podcast, you were sharing with me a story about uh, I thought would was just fabulous, and it's about how you laid a seed a couple of years ago, and that seed actually came to fruition. Uh, I think today, even, and so I was wondering if you might talk about how uh, not simply living with integrity, but having uh, your professional life with integrity can pay off literally years down the road in ways you may not have considered. Yeah, I was um, I was asked to to give a commencement address at a college, and it was during a time when when I had so many jobs to fill, and um, I, I you know it wasn't it wasn't a, a an exercise that I was going to get paid for, 
but it was it was an exercise that that I wanted to do because I felt that I could I could bring these kids some information, some life lessons that would really help them. And a lot of my friends said, oh, my goodness, you have all these jobs to fill. You're going to have to go in Saturday and Sunday to fill these jobs. Why are you even going to do this? And I said, you know what? I just feel like it's something I want to do. It took me two weeks to write the speech. It took me a lot of developmental time to make sure it was really, really good. And, and, and the kids and the parents really liked it. And then recently, just today, by the way, I got a call from the dean of this college and uh, asked me to become an adjunct professor and to do virtual virtual class for them or classes for them. And so I guess the moral of that story, Tom, is that, you know, I think sometimes when, when we look at um, being altruistic or benevolent or doing something for our fellow human being that might not have an immediate payback, but we're, we're making a contribution, we're helping somebody else, we're, we're stepping out and going the extra mile, um, I, I think it only can help you personally grow, but also you never know what can come of that. And I think in these tough times, instead of only thinking about our own situation or what am I going to do? Oh, my goodness. Why don't we think about what are we going to do right now to help somebody else? How can we help somebody else through these tough times? And, of course, it's got to be virtual. <laughs> you know, we can't go be around people or we have to wear a mask if we do. But I think that, um, in my opinion, those kinds of things, um, at the very least, help you become a better version of who you are but more importantly, can also make a contribution that that maybe will help you grow professionally and personally down the road. Marianne, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but I was wondering if uh, any of our listeners wanted more information on yourself, on the Fairmouth Method, um, or in Remarkable Recruiting, where could they find out more information? Okay. My uh, my uh, website is fairmouth.com. That's F-A-R-E-M-O-U-T-H.com. My book, Revolutionary Recruiting, is on there. And my company is Fairmouth and Company. Uh, but uh, you can find my book at Amazon.com. You can find it at BarnesandNoble.com. And then, of course, go to my website, Fairmouth.com. And uh, what I do, I also am a career consultant, so I also work with people consulting um, and working with them in, in, in the midst of change. Um, so, so those are the services. I guess I call myself career you know, consultant as opposed to recruiter just now. But anyway, that's what I do, and that's where you can find out about me. Marianne, thanks so much for coming on uh, to visit with me, and I look forward to continuing the conversation. You too. Thank you so much, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like explored on this podcast, please shoot me an email at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, as a call to action, I would ask if you could to please tell one of your friends about the podcast so we can spread the word out about the newest podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. Also, if you would leave us a rating on iTunes or a review, it would greatly help get this word out about this most important podcast over the next several months. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me for our next episode of Compliance and Coronavirus. This podcast is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.